Hey, chiropractors and marketers. We are ready for another modern chiropractic marketing show with Dr. Kevin Christie, where we discuss the latest in marketing strategies, content marketing, direct response marketing, and business development with some of the leading experts in the industry. Hey, docs. Welcome to another episode of the Modern Chiropractic Marketing Show. Today, I have a interview with a fellow podcaster, the Black Sheep DC, and his name is Jerry Kennedy. Uh, and he really focuses on relationship marketing. It was a very nice conversation, had a good time kind of talking shop. And it's someone that's been on my radar for, for quite a while since I started the podcast to get him on. And he's also recently joined our Facebook group. So it was uh, uh, nice to have him on. We, we discussed a lot of really pertinent things that go unnoticed in today's social media marketing and Instagram and Google and all the things, you know, Snapchat, all the things we hear about that are kind of the high tech, fancy ways of marketing, which yeah, are great, no doubt about it. I use them in my practice, it works. But sometimes we forget about the basics and building relationships and networking and, and things of that nature. So we dive into that and it's a really nice interview. I know you're going to like it. Before we do go into the interview, let's discuss our win, obstacle, and Facebook highlight. Uh, a win so far is that we've uh, officially launched a new Google ad and Facebook ad campaign uh, with retargeting. So this is going to be a specific niche around our sports recovery. So it's not a general Google ad to our practice. Everything is really targeting a specific aspect of our practice and a specific type of uh, person. And so we've got this campaign launched with a landing page and ad spend with Google ad, ad spend with Facebook ads, and then obviously retargeting the landing page people that visit that. So we are launching that this week and I will keep you up to date on that. An obstacle is for whatever reason, we've had a little bit of a lull in our personal injury patients. It's not a huge part of our practice. Uh, I always say if I got three to five new auto accident patients in a month down here in South Florida, I'd be happy. And we are more of a sports injury based practice, but personal injury does pay well down here. Uh, basically pays what we deserve to be paid. And uh, we treat them like our regular patients. So it's usually a good situation. It's not a lot, a lot of these PI mills we have in Florida, but we just, for whatever reason, the last two or three months have uh, not gotten many personal injury patients. So that's an obstacle that we are trying to overcome and getting intentional on it. I'm going to probably send out a nice little email this week to our patient base just on some uh, very pertinent information. If they get in a car accident, it'll be uh, elegantly done just trying to get them in the right direction. So uh, that is an obstacle. Facebook highlight. Uh, I did a Facebook live talking about out-of-network scalability or cash scalability and trying to find a few docs that have that are at a network with insurances or uh, cash patients or sorry cash practices don't accept insurance maybe even have high cash rates high fees and scaled and have a self-managing practice where they don't treat and people are willing to still pay out of pocket to see uh, associates and things of that nature. So uh, just trying to continue to work on having a self-managing practice. And I feel like this is a key aspect of doing that. It is easier to scale a practice when you're in network with all of the insurances. In Florida, it does not pay well. $40 for Florida Blue, $40, $45 for United Healthcare, $40 for Cigna. Uh, Aetna's in the mid-50s. So you can see it's not 
very fair. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just trying to get some information from that. So that is our that was our Facebook highlight. Had some good back and forth on that. Still waiting to see if we got a few that have done it successfully, and I would love to uh, talk with them. So, all right, that's our introduction for today. Here is my interview with Dr. Jerry Kennedy. All right. Welcome to the show, Jerry. I really appreciate your time today. Uh, before we get started into some of the marketing and, and business development stuff, uh, let's hear about yourself both personally and professionally. First of all, thanks for having me. I get to do a lot more podcasts and I get to be on podcasts. So this is always fun for me. So when I get a, I don't have to host. So Much easier. Yeah, it actually is. <laughs> it's easier when other people are asking questions. As far as personally, I, I'm a dad. I got three kids. My life's not very interesting, so there's not much <laughs> I like. So that's uh, they're never going to make a reality TV show about my life. So professionally, I went to Logan, graduated in 2004, opened my own practice right out of school, which I would not necessarily recommend, and um, kind of banged my way through a lot of mistakes and got to a point where it was doing pretty well. And, and then at the nine-year point, I kind of pulled the plug and decided to, I, I always say retire but uh, to kind of walk away from the day-to-day practice and and get into other things. So that's kind of the cliff note version. No, we must have crossed paths at Logan. I graduated at the end of 05. So we were there around the same time. Hey, uh, there you go. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Yeah. Overall, really uh, enjoyed my my time there. Yeah. So it sounds like you've successfully made that transition from private practice and, and developing a business into helping others. And so definitely appreciate what you've been doing for the profession. I didn't actually plan on doing anything with chiropractic, honestly. Like I kind of got burnt out, you know, with a lot of things I was doing in practice and I was going through a divorce at the time too. And so I was super afraid when I closed my practice and I am planned on getting into internet marketing stuff. And I, I created a few info products, wrote some Kindle books, that sort of thing. And that, that was kind of the plan. And, uh, I found myself getting into conversations about chiropractic with people that didn't care about chiropractic. And after a while, you'd say, you know, you might, you might need to like throw your hat in there if you're, if you're going to complain about things or talk about it so much. Maybe it's an area I should work on. So I kind of jumped back in a couple of years after I closed. Perfect. That sounds good. And then as, as far as that, you know, it's like you mentioned, obviously there's, there's negative things about the profession. I was just recently having a conversation with a uh, exercise science intern of mine. And we were talking about some of that because I try to have, I try to give them clarity of it, right? Like just the, just the reality. But I overall think there's a ton of positives as well. What are you kind of excited about as far as the profession? You know, chiropractic has always been a mess just because of the extreme. I compare chiropractic a lot to church. You know, it's like I, <laughs> because that's a good one. I was raised in a religious home and, you know, I'm a person of faith, but it's like the, the extremes of, I'm right and you're wrong that you see like in even within like Christian circles, the same thing happens in chiropractic where people get their kind of pet ideas and anybody that doesn't think that way is just wrong. So you always have to deal with that. What to me is what's exciting about chiropractors now is two things. One, I think that there's more opportunity now where historically when a chiropractor was sent out into the world to start their own business you were just up the creek without a paddle. I mean, you, you had no real training for that. And the only opportunities you had was some really expensive, like practice management and stuff like that. So it almost was like you're handcuffed when you start, and then they're going to slap another, some more handcuffs on you. And hopefully you find a good fit, but you don't even know what you're looking for. It's just kind of a, a potential disaster. And now with 
even the stuff I'm doing, the stuff you're doing, like other people to me, like I love the fact that there's so many opportunities and places for chiropractors to get help and even like niche help where they're just, they want to know more about marketing so they can go to this person and pay a little bit of money each month and do it. And they're not putting themselves behind the eight ball, trying to learn something that may or may not be a good fit for them. They don't know. And so to me, the diversity of being able to learn a technique, being able to learn about business, being able to learn about marketing and all of that stuff and all these different ways that are just to me more, the rung is lower now than it was when I graduated. And that's more accessible. And I, I think that that's good because chiropractors still need that information and now it's more accessible. The other thing is the technology. I mean, from the time that you and I graduated until now, the opportunities, the marketing opportunities that have changed in that period of time are insane. And so both of those things are exciting to me for chiropractors. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I agree with you fully on that. It's one of those things where when we were graduating as well, like you basically had a couple options to learn about all this type of stuff. It was either from the, the doctor that you were associating with and potentially that was a bad thing, right? Like who knows what that chiropractor was teaching yeah. that yeah. associate or you paid a lot of money and signed a two to five year contract with a, a practice management group to try to, to try to learn it. And then you were beholden to them. And, and you know, obviously now we're in a situation where we've been able to kind of digitize and demonetize some of the information. And so if you, if you get into the right circles, you can do it a lot more affordably for sure. Honestly, even the amount of free information that's yeah. available now is mind boggling. I mean, I, when I was in chiropractic college, there was this guy up in Northern Illinois somewhere. I, I think that's where he's from. I'm not even hundred percent sure. And he was putting out these like marketing CDs. I was buying a few of these little things back then. But this is stuff that like, there's more information in podcasts you yeah. get than what I was getting in those like paid CDs and nothing like that was available. I mean, I started doing uh, YouTube videos for my clinic back in like 2007, 2008. When I talk to my friends about it, they're looking at me like I got three heads. <laughs> why would you waste your time and energy on this? And why? So nobody, was, it was just completely different. And now it's like 10, 12 years later, it's become so common. It's just so much has changed, but it's, you can look at it like, oh my gosh, it's overwhelming. Or you can look at it like, hey, there's a lot of opportunity. I just have to find my groove. I learned from a couple uh, kind of old school marketers from the nineties, what they consider the wild west of, of chiropractic <laughs> marketing. And, you know, some of those guys were making thousands off of, you know, sets of yeah. CDs and daily faxes to your practice, like just making tons <laughs> of money on stuff that was like, not, you know, it was fine, but it wasn't really that no, much I, value. Yeah. It's just because someone will pay for it doesn't mean it's worth that. So, and I think that's why even now there's a lot of people, and I'm sure you've noticed this, you go on Facebook every freaking day. There's a new ad for somebody marketing to chiropractors. And, and I get it because I, I think the need is there. But when I see someone marketing to chiropractors who doesn't have a connection to chiropractic, like they're not a chiropractor, part of my skepticism, not that it can't be done, like not that everybody that does that is disingenuous, but I think from also living in the marketing world, because I live in two worlds, I live in the chiropractic world and I live in the marketing world. In the marketing world where I hear these conversations and they go through the analytics of who's a good target, who's willing to pay, blah, blah, blah. Chiropractors actually analytically come out like a good target market. Now, being a chiropractor, I know chiropractors are cheap. They buy stuff that they don't need. They don't buy things they do need. And they're incredibly frustrating to deal with from a business standpoint. Like if you could make $1,500 a month doing SEO for a corporation, you're going to make $500 a month doing that for a chiropractor and they're going to complain about it. What bothers me is being a chiropractor is an incredibly unique thing. 
And I think it's very difficult for someone who's never been a chiropractor to relate to what a chiropractor is actually going through. And so when I see these people, everybody's like jumping in, jumping in, jumping in. A lot of them, I look at this and I go, they don't care about the chiropractor and they don't even care about chiropractic. They're trying to make a business out of that. And I'm trying to make a living too, but I actually feel their pain. Like I've been through that and I, like I have a different heart for it. And when I see people that are kind of trying to make a buck off of it, it, it bothers me. Maybe that's just because I, I felt like I was taken advantage of by people like that when I was, when I didn't know any better. Yeah. I couldn't agree with you more. You know, there was actually recently, I think it was last night, this podcast episode will come out in a few weeks, but Chad Wolner, chiropractor, marketing guy, uh, someone I guess had stolen some of his funnel ideas and concepts and was emailing mm-hmm. Blake <laughs> who we all kind of know. And yeah, so Blake yeah. had forwarded over to Chad and it was just like these two guys that are not chiropractors. They're, you know, fly by night digital marketers using Chad's stuff yeah. to go to chiropractors. And so he, Chad had this whole rant about it and it was interesting. He talked about the, you know, the carpet baggers and, and all that. And, you know, there's, I've tried to affiliate myself with some external folks that really know marketing within a niche. Like maybe it is an SEO person. Maybe it is a a Google ads person. Maybe it is something else, but I try to connect with them and then give them, like you mentioned, the understanding of the chiropractic profession. You're you're not going to get that chiropractor to agree to like a $20,000 thing where you might've done that if you're selling your marketing chops to a large corporation, right? You know? And so you just try to like, I guess what I'm trying to say is that for me, like, I feel like I know chiropractic marketing very well, but am I an SEO specialist? Hell no. Am I a... Uh, you know, Facebook ads guru. No. So sometimes you got to align with some of those folks to get the mechanics of it down. But man, if they don't understand the chiropractic profession, you're just going to be throwing bad money at them. It's it's not a good situation. I think that the difference is, is kind of what you were talking about, like a fly-by-night digital marketer. Having a team that's helping you with what you're doing when you're helping chiropractors is just smart. But being someone that is it's just, it is different. Like it's, and I don't, it's hard, it's hard to really explain to people. I think a lot of chiropractors feel it more so than like understand it because there's, there is a little bit of an angst because as much as we fight amongst ourselves, we are, there's a community that's there. That's like when you're not a chiropractor, like you don't understand. And so I know how difficult it is and it's still difficult to make progress and kind of build trust within the chiropractic circles. being a chiropractor. I can't imagine that most of those guys stick with it very long because it is difficult. And I know that I would tell a marketer the same thing. I tell a student that tells me like, Oh, I'm I'm thinking about being a chiropractor. I'm like, look, if you want to be a chiropractor because you want to be a chiropractor and you're excited about it and all the different good things about chiropractic. Great. If you want to be a chiropractor because you want to make a buck, there are a lot easier ways to make a buck. Oh yeah. And for sure. So the same thing with marketing, it's like, if you want to market to a group of people because you care about them, you have a heart for them, then you can do that. But there's easier ways to make money being a, a digital marketer, online marketer than marketing to chiropractors. Well, that's even like, I, I personally tend to work mostly with what we would consider the evidence informed or, or sports yeah. chiropractor, just because that's what I've been. And that's what I know. I don't think I could help a more high volume, say vitalistic chiropractor with their marketing. I just don't know enough about that. I'm not you know necessarily passionate about that. It's not in my wheelhouse. So it's like, I I have a hard time even speaking to them. Yeah. I actually do both. The interesting thing for me is because when I was in chiropractic, well, when I was in chiropractic school and even from a technique, from a practice standpoint, 
I mostly did from a technique standpoint, upper cervical, which puts me in the philosophical right wing world. It's, I mean, the extremes. <laughs> so you kind of sometimes feel like a square peg in a round hole and, but upper cervical helped me so much. I was, I saw such great results with it. To me, it was just, this is amazing. I can do more with less and that's what I wanted to do. And so I kind of thought when I started doing black sheep and everything else, like I thought that was be the world I would live in because it was the one I was most familiar with. What ended up happening was because just the whole concept of black sheep is sort of like, Hey, you can do whatever you want. I'm not going to tell you how to practice, but I am going to encourage you to come to those thought processes of your own, of your own doing. Don't repeat what you hear just because you heard it. And so when you start questioning people like, what are you doing? Why are you doing it? The evidence-based chiropractors tend to gravitate toward me because they're more willing to do that. So I have a tendency to upset more philosophical chiropractors, not because I'm even against it, but because I challenge their thought process. And a lot of them, for whatever reason, just aren't to the point where they're willing to do that. Makes a lot of sense. And you know, your, your meme game is very strong. <laughs> I'm a meme wizard. Like it's one of my gifts. <laughs> that's my, I love seeing your memes and I'm like, yeah, that's going to aggravate a few people, but that's great. <laughs> no, I, I can say and picture what people are thinking and not saying. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. So it's like your unique ability. And uh, other than that aspect of chiropractic marketing, uh, what are you most excited about with, within that? That realm of marketing. If I could make a living doing memes, I'd be rich. <laughs> we could probably uh, do a whole podcast episode on memes, right? I could I could probably. You know what's funny is I'm always doing videos and things like that. And I have all these videos for my academy. And uh, I was actually thinking about creating a video that discusses like how to create a great meme. That's, a, that's actually good. Like just kind of the the thought process behind it because I think um, like I have friends that now they like send me their memes like they're coming up with stuff and they want me to critique them so I'm like I'm like I'm, I am like a meme wizard so yeah no I mean all joking aside like you think about sometimes with humor you know there's that one uh, fitness guy what's his name redheaded guy that yeah yeah I know who you're talking about shoots the videos I mean it's all making fun of real things but it he does it in such a way where it's so viral where. If you were strategically doing some memes in your community around health, I mean, there's definitely shareability to it. So yeah, what is one key aspect of chiropractic marketing that you are excited about today? The thing I preach all the time is relationship marketing. It's connecting with people because chiropractors are in the people business really in the same way that a restaurant is. Restaurants don't make their money from someone coming once and spending $100,000 on a meal. They make their money by having repeat customers over a long period of time. Whether that person comes once a year, once a month, once a week, regardless of that, it's the repetition. And so that model looks similar for chiropractors. So if that's the case, maintaining a relationship and establishing trust in a relationship with people is incredibly important. And the nice thing about marketing now is there's so many avenues where you can reach out to people and connect with them and stay connected with them that are cost effective. They even give you access to people. I mean, I remember making my list of here's, you know, 10 people that I would like to meet in my community that I think are, would, that would be nice to have a, a networking relationship with them, whatever. I made my list, my top 10 list, you know, I didn't have the foggiest idea how I was going to meet those people. And now I'm like, I'm not far away. Like I could like, you can find someone who knows someone online. You can at least break the ice with that person somehow, some way online, probably this week. And so the ability to reach people 
and the ability to stay connected with people, which is important for like retention, long-term relationship, there's just so much that's there. And that's, that to me is, is just awesome where years ago it's like, you're, you know, whether you're sending mail, you're calling people all the time, you could still do that stuff, but there's just so many more options that are available. No, there is. Like you said, you can, it, it's the combination of in-person, social, just uh, throwing some good information out there. I feel like everybody's different with, with say, Facebook. I've made the decision in my career to have a personal profile that is open to some patients requesting me. I don't go mm-hmm. out and request them a lot, but I just won't post anything about, you know, politics, religion, or, or CrossFit. <laughs> the, the, the big three of uh, don't talk about. <laughs> and so I, I try to avoid those topics just to obvious, for obvious reasons, but it's been a good way of posting certain things. And sometimes it's health related. Sometimes it's just a picture of me and the dog, right? Or something yeah. like that to where you kind of humanize yourself as a doctor. And so I've done that combination of things and, and definitely relationship marketing rings a tone with me. That's how I built my practice. You know, I, it's just ironic because now a lot of people think of me as a lot of the, the marketing stuff. And, you know, if they saw me from 2005 to 2014, it was a lot of networking relationships, building community, like all that type of stuff. And that was, that's still the bedrock of my practice. And I think it should be for everybody. To me, the marketing, though, the way I look at marketing is these are tools to help you more effectively relationship market. I like because, that. Because tools are the marketing tools that you're the stuff you teach, the stuff you do, the stuff I do. Like a video is asexual. It can be used to promote hate and to disconnect you from people. It can be used to build trust and connect you with people. So a lot of the marketing things like people think because the person that's teaching it is teaching some sort of sleazy thing or high pressure sales or some sort of ball busting thing or kind of what just because they're using a tool in that way doesn't mean the tool has to be used that way. So if you're relationally focused, if you're relationally by nature or you want to go that direction in your practice that resonates with you, start looking at the tools and how does this help me connect with people and be better and more effective and efficient at doing relationship marketing. And then it becomes a very, very different animal but they're just tools. They don't have to be used in a sleazy way. Yeah, it's the vehicle to get your message out. And it's interesting. I just did a virtual summit in my community around triathletes. It's a it's a niche of mine. I work with a lot of local triathletes and runners. And the virtual summit was just the mode of me getting that relationship marketing out because yeah. I had six local experts present. I built a lot of reciprocity with them. I built reciprocity with my audience. I had quite a few, you know, I had 129 people register for it. So it was just, all that was, was just a a method of getting out the actual content and the building that relationship. So it's a good point that you bring up. And the technology makes it possible. Whereas something that would have been much more difficult, you wouldn't have the, like, if you wanted to do something like that 15 years ago, the amount of energy and effort to do it is high. The amount of commitment to it is going to be lower because there's more, even people coming to it if you wanted to leverage what you did, like record it and reuse it later, that requires a massive investment to have that done correctly. All of that stuff is less reachable and more expensive to do 10, 15 years ago. So the technology just gives you, it opens up doors and makes it more doable for you to be smart with your marketing. You know, it's exactly right. And to contrast to what I did recently with the virtual summit, I did something like this very similar in 2010 when I first opened my own practice and I did a a live summit for triathletes and I had 
experts come. We, I, I rented out this area, like the, yeah. inside of this gym. Yeah. We did it live. I had like 40 people sign up. I had like 20 show up. I, it was, yeah, which is typical. Yeah. It was like a six hour thing where I even put lunch together. Looking back on it, like it was fine, but that just killed me to put that thing together. And what I just did with the virtual summit with the technology was way easier. Didn't really affect me emotionally. (laughs) Like the live (laughs) one did. The live events are hard, man. And I got 129 people that, that registered. So now I have their email and I can retarget them. So yeah, it's just the technology is huge. It's a smarter way of doing it. Now here's the other thing too. Here's the flip side of that coin because people have a tendency to take things to extreme. Nothing replaces face to face time. Nothing. I don't care if you're doing video, if you're doing audio, you're doing podcasts, you're doing the best virtual summit in the world, looking someone in the eye and shaking their hand, nothing will connect you with someone like that. And so if we're going to talk about a virtual summit versus a non-virtual summit, like maybe 99 times out of 100, that is the way to go. But there are those times where you want to connect with someone on a human level. And one of the things that I've told my docs before when they're deciding do I record it or do I do it live? What I say is use the technology, record the stuff that you're doing all the time that's sucking the life out of you, kill some of the repetition that you personally are doing. And then when you do a live event, so if you're going to do something, instead of doing it every week, maybe once a quarter or once every six months, when you do a live event, make it awesome. Make it awesome, worth coming to. That person is going to stop what they're doing. They're going to come to it. Don't necessarily cut off all human contact and be behind a computer all the time because that's going to ultimately, that slows down the process, especially from like a networking standpoint and things like that. You could, there are ways that you can connect with other business owners and people online and and network with them, but meeting them, actually meeting them, shaking their hand, like you'll, you'll make a lot more progress a lot faster. Yeah, I agree. And I've, what I've noticed is a lot of the younger chiropractors are coming out and they're putting all their eggs into the online digital marketing space and they're just sitting behind their computer doing marketing versus getting out there, you know? And, uh, I think there's definitely that combination that has to happen. It just has to. Yeah. If you're going to be there. And I think it's, we, and we had talked about before we started recording, just kind of the, the, the long-term investment versus short-term investment and your presence in your community is a long-term investment. Unless you plan on like pulling up stakes in the next couple of years, the person that's at the shop next to you should know who you are. They don't have to be your best friend, but they should know who you are. They should have met you like the people in your community, whether it's, you know, if you're in your little niche communities with triathletes or the CrossFit group or the moms or whatever it is in your community, if that's your thing, that's your target market, they should know who you are within those circles. Your name should be something that is readily exchanged. With that said, that does not happen with one meeting. It doesn't happen with a Facebook ad. It doesn't happen with, it happens with investing in people in real time over a long period of time. And that's just a commitment to your community. And and that doesn't happen behind the computer. As much as I love the computer, that doesn't happen in a local community without getting out and actually investing in your local community. Yep. Absolutely. And I like your discussion is like long-term ROI of it. And then some things you got to measure the the short-term ROI of it. As far as like measuring some of that type of stuff, what do you recommend for chiropractors, you know, like to kind of measure their marketing? I think the first place that you have to start is you have to, because everything is within your own personal context. You know, it's like how much I'm willing to spend for a customer or, and you know, obviously in their case, a patient or a client, however you want to say it, how much I'm willing to spend may be very different than what you're willing to spend. You can't look at other people's 
frame of reference and then be like, oh, well, they're doing that. So that should work for me. It's like, well, they may be okay spending $1,500 to get one person in the door. I wasn't. There's no way. Like, I can't do that. And so you have to start from a place of understanding the foundational part before you start marketing is understanding your business. What's your business model? You know, how much are you making per person? How much are you making per case? Just as just, and I'm not talking about looking at people like numbers. I'm talking about being a responsible business owner. Once you know that, then you can look at it and say, well, how much do I want to spend? I used to say, if I could spend a hundred bucks and get somebody in the door, I would do it all day, every day. So if I could put a thousand dollars into it, I didn't care what it was, stickers, insert, radio, whatever. If I put a thousand dollars into something, I got 10 people out of it, freaking high five. Let's do it again all day, every day. I'm excited. If I could get one in the door for 200 bucks, I might still do it, but I'm, I'm not happy about it. This isn't ideal. And more than that, I'm like, eh, I'm out, but that's me. That's how I looked at it. So from a financial investment standpoint, it starts with knowing your numbers, like how much do you want to spend? And then you have to look at it and say, does this make sense for me? Now, the, the flip side of this, we talked about long-term, short-term, some marketing, if it's relational based, like if you understand there's a process to the marketing, whether that's networking, whether it's you're doing some videos on Facebook ads and things that you're building trust, you're building your community, that sort of thing. Some of that marketing is going to be like compound interest there's a lot of time and energy and money on the front end and it's going to become more valuable down the road. It's like great networking partners. You may really think it sucks for the first six months to a year, but two years, three or three years from now, you may be like, this is the best thing I ever did. And so you have to understand what you're trying to do. And then you have to evaluate it within the context of, is it worth it to you? And most chiropractors, they don't like doing that because they didn't go to school to be a business owner. So that makes them want to stab themselves in the eye with a poker because they're like, I, I just want to adjust patients and there's money in the bank. It's like, well, that's a really sloppy way of running a business. And you're going to have a really hard time progressing doing things that way. Yeah. You know, we're not say, you know, brain surgeons where, you know, you get paid a ton of money by just doing the actual service. <laughs> You really got to get out there and meet people, grow the practice, get people in there and communicate well and just build a practice. It is just part of it. One of the things that's very different about being a chiropractor, and this kind of puts us back into that category of like, we're different. If someone graduates as a dentist or as a nurse practitioner or as a surgeon or whatever, they have the option to go get a good paying job, a well-paying job doing what they do, what they were trained to do. And what they do for chiropractors is you graduate as a chiropractor, they give you your diploma, they shake your hand, pull you in and be like, here's the kicker. Nobody hires chiropractors. <laughs> and it's like, but you can start your own business. I did a video recently um, where I said, what if it was flipped? What if a person went to business school, got, what if they got an MBA, they walked across the stage and they shook their hand and said, here's the bad news. No one's going to hire you with an MBA, but you can be a chiropractor. And you'd be like, how, how likely, even if that person is amazing at business and they're going to get people in the door, they're missing a huge piece of being a chiropractor, which is they don't have a freaking clue what they're doing and how to be a chiropractor. So it'd be the opposite where it's like they get everybody in the door because they're amazing at business and marketing, but they can't deliver because they're not a chiropractor. Chiropractors are the opposite. And, and we somehow downplay it in our heads. Like it's not that important. Listen, being a business owner, and being a chiropractor are two very different things. Being a plumber and a business owner, being a car mechanic and a, and a business owner, being a politician and a business owner, all those things are different. 
And so you can't say that I know how to be a chiropractor, therefore I'm going to be successful at running a business. That's crazy because there are some really, really, really financially successful chiropractic practices that are run by not such great chiropractors. And they just happen to be really good at business and marketing and they kind of be, they're kind of a crappy chiropractor. And there's a bunch of great chiropractors, clinically excellent, sound, caring, loving, great human being chiropractors that are struggling every freaking month, not because of their skills, not because of their heart, not because they have anything other than they just don't know how to run a business. And it, it breaks my heart. Yeah, no, it does, you know, and it's something that uh, I know you're doing a lot to help change. And I know there's a handful of others uh, doing that. And I definitely appreciate the effort you've been doing that. You mentioned earlier Black Sheep. Tell us a little bit about that. I, I've definitely listened to some of your podcasts in the past. I, I really like the material that you bring to your audience. Tell us a little bit about that and then how you are helping chiropractors out. So Black Sheep, I get asked about that a lot um, <laughs> because it's kind of an obscure thing. It originally actually came, like, I remember where I was at when, like, the little stupid thought came through my head, and I actually bought the domain, like, Black Sheep DC, like, years before I ever actually used it. I was having a conversation with a friend, and we were talking about chiropractic students and how, like, even our own path and how just completely helpless we were getting started. We kind of joked around about, not joke in a, in a demeaning way, but joked around about how a young chiropractor just lambs to the slaughter. I had made the comment, like, if you're going to be a sheep, be a black sheep. We need more black sheep. We need chiropractors that are thinking for themselves, that are taking responsibility for themselves. They're committed to excellence. They're just different than what the normal kind of standard chiropractor, especially straight out of school, is. And just some strong, defiant people. That And it's like, we need more of that. Even back then, like I said, I was doing I was doing Facebook ads and YouTube videos and things like that before everybody else was. And they were terrible, by the way. But <laughs> I was doing all that. And I had friends that were kind of starting to take notice and they started asking like, Hey, you should teach people to do this. You should teach people to do that. I didn't have a desire to do that. I just didn't. But my joke was kind of through this conversation was if I ever do anything in chiropractic, I'm going to do it as black sheep DC. I've had people ask me, they think like I'm black sheep DC. And what I tell people is what I'm trying to do long-term, which I don't believe I have successfully done at any point at this level, but what I want to do long-term is I want to convey, this is the characteristics of a chiropractor who I consider a black sheep DC. It's like someone who's who's come to their conclusions on their own, who's taken responsibility for their business. They are committed to excellence. They're relationship-centered. I consider that a black sheep DC. So I want to create a kind of a community and kind of a vision of people that identify with that because to me, the people, the community is black sheep DC, not me. I'm just the the numbskull that kind of runs it. So <laughs> that's kind of the, the concept. It originally did not start as anything other than I was writing a print newsletter for chiropractors if they wanted to, you know, I had this way to use a print newsletter that actually worked pretty well, but the pain in the butt with using a print newsletter is writing a print newsletter. And so I was doing that for chiropractors. And what I learned through working with a few, not a lot, there's a few chiropractors I was working with. I learned that when you take a print newsletter that's very relational. It's a very relational way of marketing and especially the way that I do it. If you take that and you put it in an environment that's not very relational, it doesn't work at all. It's like getting a, a personal letter from your the guy that mowed your grass that one time. Like it's just weird. It's like, okay, that's weird. It's so very ineffective. And so what I realized is that these chiropractors didn't understand the concept of relational marketing, like just in, in, in whole. They had the heart, but they didn't understand how it actually practically looked. So I started creating videos 
basically for my newsletter subscribers to say, like, help them better understand what they were trying to do. And it kind of just morphed into this monster that is the academy. So I don't do the newsletter by itself now. The newsletter is actually part of my academy members. Like, so my academy members get a newsletter, but I don't sell the newsletter by itself. And so at this point, it's been almost about three years now, and there's hundreds of videos that are in there. It's still a very small community. There's about 50 people that are in it. So it's not anything ginormous or out of control. I mean, I would love it to be 150. It's not. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> you know, but it is a place where chiropractors can, they can learn kind of a la carte. If they want to work on their website, there's a whole section about how to work on your website. If they want to work on your business stuff, there's a whole section on that. If you want to work on Facebook ads, there's a whole section on that. If you want to work on social aspect of Facebook, there's a whole section on that. So it's kind of just evolved into that. And what I have said I'm sure you you think about avatars and mm-hmm. maybe people listening don't understand that concept, but like your ideal person. And my avatar is 25-year-old Jerry. You know, when I was when I graduated from chiropractic college and I, I had recently gotten married, we had started a family, we started a practice, I didn't have any money, I wasn't equipped to handle business and marketing because I didn't know anything about it. That's who the academy is designed for to help that kind of starting out or struggling, even if, even if chiropractors have been out for 10 years and they just haven't been able to get their feet underneath of them, it's for that person to have a place where they can get really, really great relationship-centered business and marketing advice and not have to mortgage the farm to do it. That's what that was for. I recently started doing some one-on-one coaching, which is really oh, not for that group of people. It's actually for once you kind of get your legs under you a little bit yep. and you're trying to kind of take things up a notch, that's really who that's for. So there, it's a very different, I had one of my brand new docs, he got a hold of me and was kind of like, how much is your coaching? And I was basically like, it's not for you. Like you literally <laughs> just started, like you just, it's not for you. I know I could help you. I'm a hundred percent sure I can help you, but you don't have the baseline foundation. Like you, you don't have enough of a foundation to build what I'm going to want you to build. And we're going to end up, I'm just going to be giving you a bunch of advice and telling you a bunch of things you can get in a video for less than a hundred bucks a month. So don't pay me what you would need to pay me to have me tell you something that's already recorded and it's there for you. Okay. And then how do they find you? Is that blacksheepdc.com? Blacksheepdc.com. I did the podcast for a long time. The podcast has recently switched over. The podcast is just a subscriber only, like it's a paid podcast at this point. Okay. There are 10 or 11 like free episodes that are available for people to sample. It's 10 bucks a month. It's like a super cheap thing. But that was kind of the intention all along for me was to take the podcast. Uh, I think I just recorded this week my 187th or 188th episode. So the intention for me was kind of transition it over into something that was making money. And so it went to the point where it's now subscriber only, but there are some free ones. I do a free newsletter every week, like an email newsletter. And then I just started uh, getting more heavy into creating like YouTube videos and things like that. So if you go to the website, there's there's some paid stuff, which is super cool. Like I'm always happy when people sign up for paid stuff, but there's also a bunch of, uh, I'm always putting out a, a lot of content um, on the free side of things too, including some pretty awesome memes, <laughs> which I don't make any money off of <laughs> the meme library. So, uh, you know, I want to really thank you for your time today. It was just a lot of great information. I had no doubt that it would be. So, uh, thank you. I know my audience will thank you and, uh, hopefully we'll get to chat soon again. Hey, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Hey doc. One last thing before you leave, I want to let you know more about the chiropractic success Academy. This Academy is going to be Four parts. It's the clinician, really going to make sure you understand a lot of the different aspects of the clinical things, not, you know, how to do an adjustment or treat, but there's so many different clinical aspects of practice, whether it's EHR, communication with patients, all the different things that go into that. But really what 
we want to make sure is that you're well-rounded. The clinical, the producer, which is going to be a lot about marketing, the business person, which would be everything from the business side of things that we don't learn, unfortunately, in chiropractic school. We want to make sure that we can run a good business and grow from there, whether you're a business owner, an associate, independent contractor, whoever it may be. Really want to make sure you get that business side. And then the doctor, yourself, you know, like kind of your mindset, not the woo woo stuff, but just understanding how to grow and the different mindsets that can impede us and just the things that go into a well rounded chiropractor, which again, the clinical, the producer, the business, and your mindset. And so the Chiropractic Success Academy was designed with those four channels in mind and really going to try to help you grow. You know, the way I kind of look at it, as a chiropractor, we unfortunately on one end of the spectrum, we have some that are are failing. That's not right. We don't want that. And then, you know, moving down that, we have some that are just surviving. They're doing enough just to to survive day to day financially. And that's not where we want to be as well. But we can move down that spectrum to, you know, having a thriving practice that helps really have a thriving personal life and everything. And I think a lot of chiropractors would be happy with that. And that's where we really want to try to get you to. But then there's even another level, which is kind of having the freedom, right? It's freedom of time, money, purpose, relationship, and really be able to do what you want to do because that thriving practice is, is allowing for those freedoms. And so if we can get you to that thriving and then even get you to the next step as far as having the freedom, that's our goal. And that's the goal of the Chiropractic Success Academy. So head on over Check that out. I, I know you'll like it. And you can find that that link at bit.ly, so B-I-T dot L-Y slash C-S-A circle. If you click that easy link, that will be a little page for you to get a little more information about this academy and why I think it would be right for you. So check that out. Hopefully you'll join us. We've got many chiropractors in there learning. There's a closed Facebook group. There's the actual academy, which we we drip content in weekly. So this isn't one of those academies where it's just going to be like drinking water out of a fire hydrant. You're going to really get this content that's easy to digest. And so each week will be another aspect of one of those four channels and we'll grow together. The closed Facebook group's very engaged. A lot of information shared in there that isn't anywhere else. Uh, I don't share it in the modern chiropractic marketing group, but you're going to get a lot of tools and concepts to help grow. So Join us over there. I hope to see you inside. Have a great week. And I'll see you next week at the Modern Chiropractic Marketing Show. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Modern Chiropractic Marketing Show with Dr. Kevin Christie. Tune in next week for another episode that will enhance your marketing, business, and practice growth. Also, don't forget to subscribe to Dr. Christie's Modern Desk Jockey podcast and share with your desk-sitting patients. In the Modern Desk Jockey Dr. Christie provides health and wellness best practices from some of the leading experts in the corporate wellness industry. Remember, chiropractic practice isn't easy, but it shouldn't be overwhelming. Keep leveling up.